0: Hey, United Church, Pastor Arthur here. I am so glad to be worshiping with you all this morning. As Jaleesa said, be sure to uh, to let us know you're there. Uh, comment, chat with your church family. Let us know how you're doing and let us know how we can pray for you uh, in the live chat uh, section. You can just click live chat and we would love to pray with you. But I have a word today. This is uh, uh, our sermon series that we've been in called Press Press but not crushed. And I'm so excited because we're in our third installment talking about the life of Joseph. And so today we're going to finish up uh, talking about the life of Joseph. But man, we've learned so much from this tremendous man of character. I mean, godly character. Someone whose life was truly pressed almost to the point of being crushed, but God promoted him in due time. And that's what I want to talk about with you today. So if you could turn with me to Genesis chapter 41, that's where we're going to start off today in our reading. Genesis chapter 41, starting at verse 39. And and what we have here is this is Joseph who has just interpreted Pharaoh's dream. Pharaoh had two dreams and Joseph said, hey, God is telling us, that there are going to be seven years of plenty, plenty prosperity in the land of Egypt. And then there are going to be seven years of of famine, of of lack. And so you need to prepare your kingdom, Pharaoh, for these seven years of lack. And so God is speaking to you, Pharaoh. And Pharaoh says, man, we need to appoint someone that can lead the charge and making sure that we make it through those, those terrible years of famine. And so this is what happens. It's amazing what happens. Joseph comes right out of prison and he meets Pharaoh and this is what happened. Genesis 31 verse uh, 41 verse 39. It says this, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has shown you all this, there is none so discerning and wise as you are. Verse 40. It says you shall be over my house and all of my people shall order themselves as you command. Only as regard the as only as regards the throne, will I be greater? Uh, will will, will uh, I be greater than you? And Pharaoh said to Joseph, "See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt." Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. Isn't that amazing? Pharaoh takes his signet ring, puts it on Joseph's hand, and clothed him in garments of Fine linen and put on a gold chain around his neck. Man, it's amazing to go from being thrown into a pit, betrayed by your brothers. And then sold into slavery, and then and then somehow you 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 become a servant in Potiphar's house, a wealthy uh, official uh, of the government of Egypt, and, and, and you you become the lead servant over his entire house. It prospers. Then then uh, unfortunately, Joseph is accused falsely accused of rape of all things by Potiphar's wife, and thrown into prison forgotten about, and God somehow divinely orchestrates it that Joseph would be able to discern and interpret Pharaoh's dream. Nobody else could interpret Pharaoh's dream but Joseph. I mean, it was like God set this up this way. It's amazing to see how God promoted Joseph. What's really cool about this is, is that Joseph was promoted as governor of Egypt. I mean, he was pretty much second in command. Uh, Joseph was promoted as governor of Egypt when he was 30 years old, the scripture says. That's amazing. You know why that's amazing? Because he was a young man, but what's incredible about that is is that there's something in theology that we call uh, typology, where we see uh, a foreshadowing of Christ, Jesus, in the Old Testament. And so we see just like Joseph became a uh, stepped into his leadership role or his ministry role at the age of 30, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth stepped in his position of ministry at the age of thirty. Isn't that extraordinary that God would pick such a time as that for for, for Joseph to begin to lead, and as well as Jesus to be able to lead and to and to uh, and to establish the kingdom of God on earth in the land of Egypt. I mean, it's cool because I, I think it's it's important for us to recognize this. Is because the scripture says in in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that they might receive adoption as sons. Oh man, that's so powerful. It's so amazing that the Lord said in the fullness of time, when the time was right, God sent his son Jesus into the earth so that those who were born under the law may be freed from the law and redeemed uh, from the law and be adopted into God's family. God chose Joseph to be put in all of the situations and all of the circumstances, the the, the terrible circumstances that he experienced just so that God could get the glory out of his life. I want to say to us, United Church, it's really important that we discern. We discern our appointed time in God. You see, God has an appointed time for each of us. To begin to walk into our calling and and live out the fullness of the ministry that God has called us to do. God gave his disciples the great commission. He said, go ye therefore into all of the world, preaching the gospel, making disciples. It's amazing that God launched them out into their destiny to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. God positioned Joseph So that he would interpret Pharaoh's dream and establish the kingdom of God in the hearts of people all the way in Egypt. It's amazing. So I want to say to you are you discerning the time and the season and the hour that you're in in your lifetime? Some of us. Are in different seasons, and that's okay. We're in different seasons and different walks in our ministry, in our calling, in our opportunity to influence others. You, you see, some of us are in a preparation season. That's okay. It's a good thing. God, God, whenever God is gonna build something, He always lays a strong foundation. I tell you, man, Joseph's time when when his brothers stripped away his Beautiful, colorful garment. Uh, uh, when he was sold into slavery, when when he experienced leadership in Potiphar's house, when when he was thrown into prison, and, and then experienced leadership in the prison. You know what that was? That was preparation. Somebody just type "preparation" right there. Just just say, "God is preparing me." Just declare that over here. God is preparing me. He's laying a foundational work in me so that at the due. Time at the appointed time uh, set by the Lord, I will be able to step into whatever God has called me to step into. Maybe you're a college student. Maybe you're a high school student. Maybe you're in middle school or elementary school. I'm not sure. Maybe you're in some type of training program at your job. Or maybe you're, you're in the middle of taking uh, uh, finals or, or, or studying for some big test or exam or, or whatever that may be. Just know that this is a foundational season for you so that you can begin to walk in the fullness of your calling. Yeah, some of us in a preparation season. And others of us, you know, we may be in a season of learning um, how to depend on God, you know, how to um, how to become flexible. You know, God wants his leaders to be flexible. God wants his people to be flexible. That's my prayer, actually, for our church. My prayer is that we would know how to be a prophetic people. And what do I mean when I say a prophetic people? A people that knows what God wants. Uh, does what God wants and does it when God wants that means that we have to be flexible because at any given time seasons change, things change, our strategy and our method may change now the Word of God stays the same amen, but our methods and our strategies and our tools that we use like today you're not you're not you know you're not in a physical building right now worshiping with your church family why? Because of a global global pandemic called the coronavirus, you're at your home, you're maybe sitting in your car, you're watching this. Uh, on, on live stream with your church family or you're maybe watching it on YouTube or wherever you're watching it. But you see, we have to use different tools for different seasons. And so I would encourage you, you may be in a season where you're learning to be more flexible, to depend on God, for God to, 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 to uh, be able to lead you and guide you in the direction he wants to take you. You see, Joseph, he was continually stripped of privilege Joseph was continually stripped of honor. He was stripped of his colorful coat. Remember that? He was placed in a pit and then made to be head of Potiphar's house. And then again, stripped of that position and placed into a prison and given prison clothes. This is really cool because when I was studying this text uh, these last three weeks, that just really stuck out to me. That the Bible would constantly talk about in Genesis it would talk about Joseph's clothes it's like God what is you know what is this fashion week in the Bible like it just keeps referring to Joseph's clothing and, and I, I pondered about it and it wasn't until I got to the near to the, the end of the story here in, in Genesis 41 where it says in the, the, the last uh, 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 in verse 42 it says and Pharaoh took his uh, signet ring and, and, and put it on Joseph's hands and and clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a, a, a gold chain around his neck. You know, I, I would say to us, some of us are comfortable with our colorful coat that our dad gave us. See, Joseph had a beautiful, colorful coat at home back with his family. But God said, no, that's not the garment. It's a nice garment. but That's not the garment I want you to wear. I'm going to strip that away from you. I'm going to let people strip it away from you. And you're going to be pressed, but not crushed, but you're going to be pressed. And you're going to be put in an uncomfortable position. And what ultimately will happen, though, is that Pharaoh would take fine linen and place it on your back. And give you a ring of authority And give you a golden chain I would say to us this morning Stop holding on to the colorful Garment that people have given us Thinking that's all that God Has for us I would say to you that God has More for you church God has more for you More than you can even imagine He can do exceedingly Abundantly above all You could ask or think Somebody say hallelujah <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, I'm telling you, God is good. And so we see Joseph receive this new garment and, 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 and he's clothed and he, he's given this, this leadership role as governor uh, all, over all of Egypt. You know, it's amazing to see what God has done. You know, I am just I just want to say this, that, you know, again, some of us are in different seasons. And also, I want to say this for someone, you may be in a season of imparting your life into others. Uh, maybe your, your, your years of wisdom and experience, it's, it's uh, you're in a season where God is actually imparting, uh, calling you to impart your years of experience and uh, years of, of life into others that are coming behind you. That's a good season to be in. In fact, God calls every last one of us to that type of season, to that type of place. He says, make disciples. And that's, that's a season of, of, of making disciples. And so I, I encourage you, if you're in that season, do it and do it well. And for others, maybe like Joseph, Joseph is in this season. He was in a season where God had greatly elevated him and promoted him, uh, where he was in a place of high visibility. I would say to you, maybe you're in the season right now in your life where you are in a season of high visibility in the boardroom or in industries of of, of all types. Uh, 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 Maybe you have high visibility or influence in in government or influence in in some type of corporation or business or ministry. Whatever it is, God has called you into that position for such a time as this to demonstrate godly leadership, godly leadership. Leadership. Godly leadership is what God wants you to demonstrate. So, whatever season of life you're in, I encourage you to stand up, embrace your calling, and walk in it. Even from the pit to the palace, walk in the calling that God has called you into. Again, I just want to say this. I said this before, but I want to repeat it. Stop apologizing because God has moved you from the back of the line to the front of the line you know it's through god's sovereignty and our faithfulness and our willingness to walk in integrity it's through those things that god promotes us and, and, and elevates us the scripture says humble yourself under the mighty hand of god and he will exalt you in due season don't be shy about god exalting you because i always remember it's not about you it's about Jesus shining through you, you know, Joseph's dream in the very beginning where his family came and bowed to him Maybe Joseph thought that was about him. It's oh, it's about me. They're gonna bow to me It wasn't about that. It was that one day God will use Joseph to preserve his family's life so that one day God could bring the Messiah through Joseph's father's lineage to be the savior of the universe Hallelujah So continue to walk in your calling I want to move forward from, from Genesis chapter 41 Is just where we read We're going to skip a couple verses And we're going to jump to verse 50 Verse 50 and what happens is A lot goes on in between those Those, those chapters I encourage you to go back and read 41 through uh, the whole story Up to 51, 52 But what happens is Is that A famine hits the land, just like God told Joseph, and people are hungry. They're starving. They need food. And what happens is, is Joseph's family, his brothers and his father, they need food too. So they actually travel to Egypt to try to purchase food that Joseph has been able to save by the wisdom of God. And what happens is, is Joseph... He actually sees his brothers. He comes face to face with those who actually betrayed him. Isn't that amazing? And they actually need Joseph's help. The thing is, is that all these years have gone by and Joseph's grown much older. He's a man. They don't recognize Joseph, especially coming from that colorful coat and being last seen thrown into a pit to wearing these beautiful Egyptian garments. They don't recognize him, but they need him. And Joseph could have easily, easily taken revenge. He could have easily let his family starve, but what happens is amazing. Joseph responds to his brothers with mercy. He uses his position not for betrayal, I mean, not for for revenge, but for mercy. He extends mercy to his brothers. And I want to read Genesis chapter 50, starting at verse 20. It says this. Joseph said to his brothers, he says, as for you, you meant evil against me. He's talking to his brothers. But God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you, the ones who betrayed me, and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. It's amazing. Joseph said, what you meant for evil toward me, God meant for good. Many of you have experienced tragedy, I mean loss, betrayal, pain, hurt. What what maybe your enemy thought meant for evil, God can mean for your good. The pressing and the pressure that you feel right now in your life, I would encourage you that even though your enemy thinks that they're pressing the life out of you, God is saying, even in that, I'm shaping you and I'm molding you into the image of my son. And ultimately, one day, I will elevate you in due time, at the appointed time, so that I can get the glory out of your life. I remember when I was laying up in that hospital bed, and and, and I was sick, and and I just, I, I knew What was was happening to me was an evil thing. The sickness that was in my body was not a thing that was sent from God. I know that the enemy, Satan, wanted to take my life. But let me tell you something. Is that what the enemy meant for my bad? God is turning around for my good. Hallelujah. And I want to say that to you.
1: Whatever is going on in your life.
0: I want to encourage you that God can turn it around for your good. One last point that I want to make about Joseph in this uh, this story and how he responds to his brother is that Joseph, he, he didn't use his position of authority to take revenge on his brothers. It's a really important point to make here. Joseph used his position of authority to extend mercy toward those who betrayed him. We need to learn how to use our position and our privilege to extend compassion and mercy to those who are the most vulnerable. That's a really important message for the church to hear right now in the hour that we live, that we are not to use our position of authority or our privilege to suppress and oppress people and devalue their lives, but we're supposed to use our position of authority and privilege to say, hey, here's mercy, here's compassion, here's a helping hand. You know, King David was an amazing king, but early in his career, our calling as a king, he saw Bathsheba baby and he said I want her but the problem was is that that woman had a husband and unfortunately King David used his position as king to kill her husband so that he could have her for his wife and man I tell you uh, that really uh, that really uh, was a bad time in David's life God rebuked him harshly David repented in Psalm 51 I encourage you to go read that David cried out to the Lord he actually lost a child because of that but I tell you man we should never use our position of authority to oppress or or betray others or to, to seek revenge you know Potiphar's wife we talked about her Potiphar's wife, she used her position in authority to take from David, I mean, take from uh, Joseph, uh, something that she wanted for her own self-gratification. She says, Joseph, I want you. I don't care about my husband. I want you. You're going to give it to me because you work for me in my house. You're one of my servants. And Joseph said no because he was a man of integrity. But then she turned around and she falsely accused Joseph. of her position he was thrown into prison we must use our position of influence to help others not to damage their lives the last illustration I want to use is Peter Peter used a knife to cut the ear off of the soldier that was taking Jesus into custody. He used violence against those who were attacking him. But Jesus used his hand to heal the soldier's ear. See, Jesus used his position of authority and influence to help others, not to wound them. I want to encourage you this morning, church, that Maybe you are in a position of leadership or authority or you have some level of privilege in this life. I want to encourage you to use that to extend compassion toward your fellow man. The greatest commandment that we have is to love your neighbor. To love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. So I want to encourage you to do that. Maybe you're on the other end maybe you have had other people in position that have authority over you they have more strength than you they stripped you of your colorful garment they stripped you of your dignity they called you names that that are deplorable they 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 devalued your life i want to encourage you to be like joseph to cling to god even In the pit, because it's even in the pit that we have a friend named Jesus. If you want to give your life to Christ today, I want to invite you to click the button below so that we know that you want to give your life to Christ. We want to pray for you. Hallelujah. We want to pray for you, church. Just posture your heart right where you are. Stretch your hand toward the TV or the phone or wherever you are. Posture your heart and receive this prayer. Father, right now, we just come together as a local church family and we cry out to you and we say, Lord, we need you in these unprecedented times. God, that there is so much going on. There's a There's an entire pandemic happening right now. Over 90,000 people have lost their life to this virus called COVID-19. Father, there are people who who are being killed in the streets because nobody values their life. God, there are people rioting right now in the streets of Los Angeles and Minneapolis all over the nation, God, because there's such hurt and pain and there's such a wound in this nation. God, would you heal us? Heal us, God. We, as the church, we say, heal our land, God. Heal our land and heal our hearts. We declare that we need you. Jesus, we need you. Lord, we know that you are always on the side of the most vulnerable God God we declare that we are vulnerable before you God we need your assistance in this hour we need your help God comfort families who are mourning comfort us God God give us the conviction as leaders and those with privilege and influence God and authority give us the conviction to lead with integrity God to not use our positions of influence and privilege to leverage our own selfishness or biases or prejudices. Lord, I pray that you would heal us.